Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Joel Nelson in the hot seat now. You heard him with the update. He'll be here taking your calls. When you call me at 412-928-9370, that's also the number of the Edgar Snyder & Associates fan text line. 928-9370, Edgar Snyder & Associates reminds you to text responsibly. Twitter is brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge Deep Ram and Peters Township, or visit them online at SouthHillsJeep.com. Thank you to PNC Bank. Make today the day. Look out their virtual wallet. Thank you to number one Cochrane. Shop 24-7 with Expressway at Cochrane.com. Thank you to Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. They got your back, not your wallet. Thank you to Iron Rock Tap House in Greensburg for sponsoring our program. Great play to watch all the great games today in Greensburg at Iron Rock Tap House. And thank you to Ireland Contracting, home of the nightly sports call every night at 1035. We talked a lot about basketball here. I want to also give a shout-out to Joe Lombardi and the people at IUP because they are a machine up there. And this weekend, the NCAA Atlantic Region Tournament, hosted by IUP for the fourth time in the last five seasons, IUP will play Winston-Salem today at 5 o'clock on the campus of IUP. Congrats to Joe and his team. They're, like I said, they have put together quite um, a factory of winning at Indiana University of Pennsylvania. 412-928-9370 is the number to call. We have a lot of stuff we've gotten into so far, um, and we have a lot more to get into. But the Lamar Jackson is going – the situation there is going to be something highly watched. There's no question about that. Aaron Rodgers, the drama king that he is, is taking forever to decide what he's going to do, and now the Jets seem to be involved, although Green Bay wants compensation. How much will that cost? And if I'm Green Bay – and if I know the Jets have invested a lot already, they've flown out to L.A. or California to meet him. They've done a lot of things. Nathaniel Hackett fired from Denver, now the man in charge of offense. Okay, fine. I, if I'm Green Bay, Joel, I'm going to hold them up for as much as I can get because they want him. And if you want him, you're going to have to give me a lot for him, even though I think Green Bay has made up their mind. They're moving on from Aaron Rodgers. Very interesting stuff going on there. And, of course, the legal tampering I always find that interesting. There's illegal tampering, and then there's legal tampering. Quite frankly, there's just tampering all the time. Anytime you do something, it's tampering. And 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 I don't understand the whole point of that. If you're going to say, well, free agent season opens on Wednesday, then it opens on Wednesday. No, no. Well, no, every deal before Wednesday's even even here. And you wonder what the Steelers may do. I think their objective is to sign Cam Sutton, is to hopefully for them bring back Larry Ogunjobi on a deal that makes sense. But there are other guys, and I cited some of them, that I think you should keep an eye on who can end up being Pittsburgh Steelers. 
and they're free agents. Now, the, the price on these, but keep in mind, the, the salary cap's going up by $16 million, okay? $16 million. You can do some things. They also got rid of William Jackson. That's going to save them a lot. They can resign him if they feel the need to do it. We'll see how that goes. But, man, there's a lot of guys over here who can make a difference. Uh, there was a big trade last night in case you missed it in that Carolina's moved up to the number one spot. And it looks like they're going to take Anthony Richardson, a quarterback from Florida. And uh, listen, the guy's a freak athlete, totally. However, if you watch game tapes, you wonder about his decision-making. And that's always going to be the highest problem with you know, quarterbacks when it goes from the uh, college ranks to the professional ranks. And again, the, pe- the, the Steelers, something felt to them in Kenny Pickett. They liked how his decision-making was after five years being a pit. And, and if he's their right answer, if he's their next franchise, boy, they've saved themselves a lot of time. Never had to tank, never had to rebuild, and they're going to move right on if that's the case. But a couple other quarterbacks, Will Levis, I don't know what to think of him. He's another tremendous arm, got the strength. But again, decision-making sometimes makes me wonder. C.J. Stroud probably end up in Houston. Uh, Bryce Young, does he go to the Raiders? Do they do that, or do they bring in Jimmy Garoppolo? Because that's also being talked about quite a bit. There are a lot of different things. With regard to the Steelers, when they start assessing what they're going to need at 17 when they pick, unless they trade up. Now, by Chicago moving down to number nine and taking over Carolina's spot, what that does is mean Chicago's going to take an offensive line. They need help on their offensive line. That may take one of the offensive linemen the Steelers may covet away from them unless they trade up. We will see. I don't know. It's going to be interesting how it goes and interesting this free agent season. I do expect the Steelers to go out and sign someone. I don't think it will be a big name but there are some really good, and I detailed some of these guys early in the broadcast here, who I think can make a big difference uh, to what you're trying to do. And if you go out and get some of these guys, could be good for them, for sure. Uh, Jamel Dean's a cornerback I really like. If they don't get Cam Sutton because he's priced himself out, they may want to look in the direction of this kid from Tampa Bay. Uh, full-time starter. There. He's only 25, I believe. Uh, but his cost is going to be in the 11 to $13 million. But I think Cam Sutton is probably looking at that same kind of number. Uh, there are some defensive linemen in this draft that make a difference uh, or in this free agents period that make a difference. You can go out and get some of them. There are a lot of things they can do, but what will they do? It's the first time Omar Khan and Andy Whitehall have had a chance to do this. Very interesting indeed. All right, let's go out to um, who's on line one here, uh, Joe. I don't see a name. Mike. What's up, Mike? Hey, Mike. Hey, Bob and Mike. Hey, Bob. With regard to the Steelers, there's three areas I'm looking at. Number one, the O-line. They 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 sort of gelled at the end there. Number two, a good, good middle linebacker. And number three, I'm hearing a lot about Joey Porter Jr. What have you heard? Well, obviously they like him. He's been around the facility an awful lot. He knows them. They know him. And if that means something, they may end up taking him. Although there are other cornerbacks Witherspoon's a guy I like the most of all those people, but I don't know if he's going to be around for them. And I don't know if they're going to go cornerback in the first round. I still believe offensive line is a priority for them, defensive line as well. I think they'll find someone who can play inside linebacker because it's a position that they use in different ways. And quite frankly, they have guys, you know, you saw Terrell Edmonds come up and play a lot of that position. They can scheme around having, you know, big-time names now that Devin Bush is, is not going to be here, it looks like. Um, I don't know that they need a big name there. A lot of people want uh, Terrell Edmonds' brother to come here. Okay, that's going to cost you some money. They want to put money in that position. 
I don't know. But I would go offensive line, defensive line before I would do cornerback, even though I think they need help. But if they sign Cam Sutton, they may not be as inclined to go first-round cornerback. They haven't done a lot of that over the years anyway. Hey, Bob. Always good talking to you, buddy. Thanks. Thank you. Appreciate it, Mike. All right, let's go to Anthony in Oakland. Always make way for Anthony in Oakland. He brings it. What's up, Anthony? Bob, I think the NFL is making a big mistake, these owners, by not having a conference with with Lamar Jackson. It, it, it makes no sense. Uh, it, it, it hurts at the spirit of the collective bargaining agreement, which both parties agreed upon and, and as far as that franchise tag. And to announce ahead of time they're not going to talk to him after breaking their doors down to get to uh, Deshaun Watson last year to talk before a trade was consummated uh, smells and looks like collusion. When does it become just business, Anthony? And I'm saying, and, and listen, Baltimore has tried. They made him an offer last year. He turned it down. He doesn't have representation, which means he doesn't hear a lot of what he needs to hear, I think. There are a lot of things that go into being a National Football League agent, a representative, an attorney. He's discarding most of that. If he's just dead set on getting that kind of money, he's not going to get it. And that's more on him than it is the system, isn't it? Well, here, here's the problem, Bob. Uh, in, in all contract negotiations, uh, the, 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 there's, a, there's a wording in it. It's called good faith. You have to – both parties negotiate in good faith. The franchise tag, non-exclusive and exclusive, was negotiated in good faith. Now, is, is Jackson making a mistake by not having representation? Yeah, he is right now because this process is a lot more complicated than when he was being slotted when he came out in college. They knew what that, his, uh, where he was at in the draft, and, and they could look at comparatives of what quarterbacks got. Now this is a whole different ballgame. If I were he, I'd given him advice. I'd say go get Jeffy Kessler, who's the finest labor attorney and sports labor attorney in the country, to negotiate this part because there has to be a grievance filed. Because when they announced ahead of time, that's their problem. You haven't even spoken to him. Baltimore has said he wanted fully guaranteed, but you haven't he, you haven't talked to him to find that out, and you didn't care. Uh, the, the reason well, why. Well, listen. You, from this point, I agree with you. I think other teams should at least bring him in and talk to him. The fact that they just immediately said, uh-uh, we're not going to do it, is a mistake on those teams. I, that aspect of this I will agree. But with regard to Baltimore, they did nothing wrong. All they did was they tried to negotiate. He didn't want the deal. He turned it down. He wanted more. They weren't willing to give it. So it's this is well within their right to do what they want to do. No, I'm not talking about ba Baltimore has done it correctly. They tagged him. And they tagged him with the non-exclusive, which allowed him to go negotiate. But the other teams have said it. Publicly, they don't want to negotiate. Which that's was a not, mistake. I agree. Yes. That's that's not the spirit and good faith in negotiations. So and and, and, and look, the reason they even got we even got the NFL got to this point in the first place was because Cleveland threw in a poison pill which discouraged the other teams by guaranteeing the full contract. Exactly. That's, that's what so, they did. And, and it's a good way to call it a poison pill. And and James uh, or uh, Jimmy Haslam is is a guy that a lot of the owners do not like right now for obvious reasons. Yeah, because, see, they're not stupid. See, the NFL owners are not dumb people. They understand there's never been any – there's never been a guaranteed contract negotiated in collective bargaining agreements in baseball, hockey, or football until 
George Steinbrenner did it as another poison pill. Once he guaranteed the contract, that caused the precedent. And from then on, that's what allowed the baseball union and uh, to go for Donald Fear and them at that t- period to go for now as part of negotiations, we want guaranteed contracts. So there was never there was never any until uh, you know you had baseball start this nonsense, and football will never go for it except Haslin screwed it all up, but the other owners can't conspire. Now, to prohibit talking to Jackson, that's not a good move, not a smart move. I, I'm surprised that they've done that, to be quite honest with so you. So am I. Nobody needed to do it. Nobody needed to come out before anything and say that because that, to me, sounds like they've already made up their minds without even talking to him, without even talking yeah. to anyone representing <laughs> him. There's nobody representing He needs to get somebody to represent him so he can take some of this pressure off himself. But um, from a strictly business point of view, uh, I don't, you know, again, you're right. Once this gets out of the barn and somebody does it one time, it has an adverse effect on everything. And NFL owners still are not willing and they're not going to give fully guaranteed contracts to anyone. That's that one outlier, fine. But you still owe it to yourself. If you think Lamar Jackson could be effective for you, you should bring him in and talk to him. That's all it would take. You don't have to agree to do anything beyond that. But for them to immediately no. rule out that they're in, that they're not interested, how could you not be interested? He's a former MVP who's 26 years old. Yeah, he's taking hits. Yeah, that that offense sputtered down a stretch of times and in playoffs, but he's still a, a tremendously talented kid. Uh, and here's what's going to hurt them even more, Bob. Look, when I call you, I'm giving you research of what I've done. There's only been I one appreciate that. NFL, there's only been one NFL player who was given the non-exclusive tag and was signed. That was Sean Gilbert when he left Carolina and went to Washington. Quarterbacks never get to this stage. Quarterbacks never even get to the exclusive or non-exclusive period if they're good quarterbacks. They never make it there. Their teams always sign them back. And in this case, they didn't. Well, they could still. All they're doing is saying, Baltimore's just saying, go ahead and get an offer, and we'll decide if we want to match it or not. But you're right about these franchise tags. When you look at it, there are only six of them that have, I think, six this year. You have have Lamar. Non-exclusive. The only all these other ones are fully uh, exclusive. Uh, Pollard in Dallas. I thought that was a good move by them. Engram, uh, the tight end in Jacksonville. Did they do it with Josh Jacobs? I can't remember if they did or did. I think yeah, they did. The running back. The yeah. running back, and they yeah. should have. Saquon Barkley gets it, even though Daniel Jones. That's another interesting situation. And then I think Washington had somebody too. So we're only six of them. But uh, I, you know, I, Daniel Jones to me, I'm surprised in a way that they did that. But that money is not anywhere. People want to make the comparison about, oh, you can't give Lamar. No, this is different. This is a typical market signing. They believe that he's reached a point where they want to give him 40 a year, but it's not guaranteed. You know, so it's apples and oranges to me. Well, the mistake they made, the Giants, why didn't they put the non-exclusive on on Jones? They could have. Nobody was they nobody was knocking, and it would have came in at thirty-two million dollars. Right? Why they, would you give them an extra eight million nine, a year? <laughs> why? I don't know. <laughs> so some of these some of these organizations aren't very smart, to be quite honest with you, Bob. To be quite, but they're they're opening it up. But I don't I don't know if Jackson or his mom, and I'm not disparaging these people, understand the intricacies of what's happened now. This is a whole different world now, and they need an expert, yeah. and they better get one. Totally, I agree. Thank you, Anthony. Thanks, Always man. great to talk to you. All right, let's go out to Marty and Frick Park before we do some commercial business here. Marty, you're on the air. Thanks for calling. What's up? Hey, Bob, how you doing? Hey, I always enjoy Anthony's calls. I mean, I think you're getting at that. Uh, Daniel Jones is guaranteed 82. Lamar supposedly has turned on 133. That's what I mean. He had an so, offer of guaranteed yeah. 133 last year. He should have taken it. 
Well, supposedly he turns on 160 to 180. Supposedly the Ravens, after he, uh, you know, didn't play in the playoff game, and there was a lot of questions about that, and that may be unfair, the Ravens actually dropped the offer versus what they offered last year. Um, the, the reason why I called, though, because I want to get your take on this, I, I, do you think the Bears got enough for that first, first overall pick? They're going to drop nine, eight spots to nine right. this year. They get and a 61 year, pick. Bob, is the sixty first? Is the second round pick the sixty first pick in the draft? DJ Moore. I mean, that doesn't well, seem like and, a gun. And they get a second. They get a first round pick next year, right? And a second round pick the year after that. So there's two number right. ones here's, essentially, here's two number twos, and DJ Moore. Yeah, is that enough? But I'm thinking out loud. Don't, don't you think? Don't you think the first round pick next year projects to be a mid to late first round pick? If yeah, the yeah. first overall pick, I, I would say season? so. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if that's enough. Think, I, I mean, first of all, yeah. I, I will question Carolina if they take Richardson. I am not, I, again, nothing against his talent. He's a great – but these quarterbacks and some uh, – to me, I put more emphasis on what I see in the field in competition than I do running around in shorts, showing off your biceps and triceps and jumping so high. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think uh, – you know what, Bob, I'll let you run. I, th- I thought after the uh, bowl game against Georgia, I, I think C.J. Stroud's QB won. The kid from Ohio State. Maybe so. Maybe he's the guy. But how about Will Levis? Everyone's just freaking out over his talent and his arm. I'm a Penn State guy. He's very erratic. The way his style of football running, Bob, like he does, he's going to get beat up. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with yeah. that. But you're a, you're a Penn State fan, Marty. Real quick, what do you think about Penn State winning today against Indiana, maybe winning the entire Big Ten? Is it possible? It's possible. But, you know, they've already been whacked twice by Purdue. So if they survive today – they would be major underdogs yeah. tomorrow. Seven foot four, Zach Eady. That's a you can't teach height. <laughs> that dude's got it. So, all right, man. Thank you. Appreciate the call. We're going to take a break here. We got much more coming up. Four one two nine two eight ninety three seventy is that number to call. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the twelve precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We roll along on a gloomy Saturday, but a lot of sports activity on your television today. Our show is brought to you by PNC Bank. Make today the day. Number one Cochrane. Shop 24-7 with Expressway at Cochrane.com. Also, Iron Rock Tap House in Greensburg. Come see what everyone is talking about. Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. They got your back, not your wallet. And Ireland Contracting, home of the nightly sports call. We started this uh, program talking about the Penguins and where they are and what they've done and how many blown leads after two periods. They lead the NHL by sacrificing leads nine different times. And some of them were really big deficits that they uh, allow the opposition to dig out from. 
You remember Detroit? They're uh, winning four nothing, and they lost five to four. There were three games against the Islanders. The Bruins were down five to two, came back to win six to five. That kind of stuff has got to change, and they have to win these two games. I'm sorry, this weekend four points on the line. You got a struggling Flyers team here. Chuck Fletcher just fired Daniel Briere, named interim GM. He's never been in that role. Seventeen year vet. I remember him mostly for the offside call that wasn't made before. It was so obvious in the playoff game. He was like four feet offside, and they never called it. We have that to talk about. Pit hoops. Will they make the tournament? Right now, it looks like they're going to be in a playing game in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, their NET is 67. So that loss against Duke, uh, that was a big one, and they never were in that game. I'm a little disappointed by that one for sure. Their defense has gone south in the last seven games, averaging 81 points allowed, whereas the first uh, 28, 23, how many games they play, they were averaging 67 allowed, now 81. 412-928-9370. Also want to remind you to listen to Cook and Joe every Wednesday to hear about Starkey's Card of the Week from Baseball Card Castle and Cranberry. Contest run every Wednesday through Friday, 12 p.m. at 937thefan.com contesting page. Mikey joins us in Natrona Heights. Mikey, you're on the air. What's up? What's up, Robert? How you doing? I'm doing good, bud. Good. Hey, a couple things. You know, uh, with Capel, the rumors about him going to Georgetown. I mean, I was I wouldn't think that would be an upward move for him, would you? Uh, first of all, I don't think that's going to happen. Georgetown, you know, Patrick Ewing didn't do anything with that program. He made it go worse the right. other way, so they got rid of him. Uh, I look at a guy like maybe Mike Bray, uh, yeah. who still wants to coach, and, and that could be something. I don't know. I don't I know mean, what kind of move that is. If I were him, uh, he has a nice deal here, I'd stay at Pitt. Yeah, exactly, and, and especially what he's done this year. You know, I mean, you know, the program is definitely on the rise, wouldn't you say? I mean. Well, I mean, it depends on what happens moving forward. They had a bunch of transfers come in here, and if you can navigate yeah. that game every year, that's fine. But also, you have to get guys come in from, from high school. You still can't ignore that aspect of it. I don't think he is. you got to have younger guys who are going to be here for a couple of years, and then you make the mix with transfer portal guys. Right. I, I'm still ball. I'm nervous about even the playing game, them getting it. I mean, I understand where they're rated and that, but, you know, that, that loss the other night, man. That yeah, was, it was pretty ugly. It wasn't even close. Yeah. I mean, they were never even in that game, you know. Duke is better than people close. thought they are, but they were injured. They have some. They have three NBA caliber players on their team, so I'm not surprised Duke has put it together at this time of the year. No, yeah, they're, they're the hottest team in the nation right now. They got no two seven-footers. Derek Lively yeah. can hit from three. And so right. could uh, the other guy, Filipowski. He can nail you from three inside. They're a tough team to match up against defensively. Yeah, no, no. Hey, Bob, one more thing. You know, all this stuff like Hackstall, and I'm, I'm all for him being fired, no doubt, because uh, he, he's made a mess out of the situation. But one thing is, it doesn't seem said too often is who hired the guy? Remember that guy that hired him? <laughs> oh, well, it was Mary Lemieux and Ron Burkle. Those were the guys yeah, who brought I mean, in, and, and Brian Burke as well. They brought in both. So that's yeah, that's why you're thinking the prospects of making changes there. The Fenway Group has not hired their own GM yet, right? And I just think like I mean, obviously Mario's a god in this town, but you know a lot of people don't. You know they talk about the Hextall fires, but they fail to mention that Mario's the god hired him. Yeah, but I also think uh, there were expectations about how they should handle things, even though they were going to keep their core together. That's where he's mangled it up and. So yeah. that's more on Ron Hextall. But, I, yeah, I, at the time it was a little bit of a surprising hire. Thank you, Mikey. I appreciate your call at 412-928-9370. We're going out to Washington County right now. We have Steve joins us here. What's up, Steve? Hey, quick question for you. Um, 
why can Carter not be waived? I understand he has a no movement clause, but why can't they waive him? And if he they're still waivers, responsible, then, they're still then responsible for the salary. You can't I, buy I him out. You that. can't do any of that stuff. I, I understand they're still responsible for a salary. They waived other guys, and they were going to pay him. Down All they time. have to do is just not dress him. That's a simple solution. They're stuck with what they're stuck with. Just don't dress him if he's not if he's not doing what he's supposed to do. And he, and he's not. And I don't understand why he, they keep putting him. Yeah, in the they have an allegiance to him. I don't know either. I, and to me, it doesn't make sense. Uh, they're hoping that he can get his game together. And when he first came here, he was putting the puck in the net pretty routinely, and that's all of a sudden stopped. So, I don't know. Yeah. They they got well, a lot of things to work out. I think their defense has got to get better, too, in front of the goaltending, but largely it's goaltending. If the goaltending is as strong as I hope it can be, they'll they'll be okay. You know, I think they'll get into the playoffs. What happens from there, who knows? I don't know that they're going to make it because they refuse to change their style when, once they have the lead. And that's why well, I, I don't know. The other them. night, I didn't see that so much. Is what I saw was a team that doesn't know how to finish a game. You know, they it wasn't like they were changing their style at that point. They weren't really getting that many opportunities themselves. What they were doing, however, was being loosey goosey with the puck. You know, handling like it was a grenade, throwing around careless uh, clears, not winning faceoffs. Those are little things that need to be in their corner, and 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 they didn't do those very well at all. And maybe it's because for, they're just not conditioned to how to close out game. They got to close out games. And for a veteran team, they should know how to do that. Absolutely, they should, and they're not. So, All right, Steve. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it, Steve. Oh, that was Steve. Did I mess up, Steve? There, we got a new board here, Joel. So I'm, I'm kind of getting my way through it. Four one two nine two eight ninety three seventy. Paul Alexander will be coming up after we're done here. He'll take you through the afternoon. A lot to get into. I also want to mention, as I said, the Riverhounds open up tonight. And we at KDK slash CW are happy that we will be televising 22 of the Riverhounds games. Listen, if you're looking for a team that could win a next championship in Pittsburgh, it could be the Riverhounds. They're, they came so close last year, uh, and they got a great coach in Bob Lilly. They will play tonight on Pittsburgh CW against Birmingham, and we have 22 of their games, so we're happy about that. In the meantime, let's go back out to the lines before we go to a break. We have Jim in Jefferson County. Jim, welcome to the program. How are you? Hello, Jim. Yeah, I wanted to uh, talk about the pit rating. I'm just really upset about the whole situation with uh, with pit and having to do a play-in game. How many teams are actually going to get in straight up from the ACC? Only three teams this year? That's ridiculous. Well, again, it's the way the, the, the strength of schedule numbers have spit out in the computers. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what – there's so many things if, at play if, here. If you were an ACC team and you had 22 wins and were 14-6 and six in your regular season, you were in automatically. The other thing is, okay. if you're looking at non-conference, the ACC beat the Big Ten in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. That's correct. And, and you have teams like West Virginia who doesn't even have a – a winning record in the Big 12. I understand everybody says, oh, the Big 12 is great. But, but you know, they're, they're in the uh, ahead of us. Why Pitt has been abused by Lenardi and Palm and Palms and all those people. And I swear, this is part of a conspiracy because last year, ACC had six teams in the Sweet 16. They had three in the Elite Eight, two in the, in the Final Four, and they almost had three in the Final Four. And I'm going to tell you that I think they decided that they're going to discriminate against the ACC for a couple of reasons. One is that what happened last year. And secondly, and, and of course, the TV ratings, that wasn't so good when you had that many ACC teams in there. The other thing is, with all this crap going on about trying to steal teams from the ACC, 
you give the ACC the the teams that are interested uh, that are that SEC is interested in, Clemson, Florida State, Miami, North Carolina. You know, you're going to give them some reason to say, oh, well, you know, we were mistreated here, et cetera, et cetera. We move over there, we're going to get better treatment. I well, just I, don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what goes into it. It's too complicated for me. I don't know that I go so far as call a conspiracy, Jim. What I do well, think well, is they're, they are getting disrespected. I thought overall the ACC is a better conference than what whatever computer spits out at me. It's still a pretty good conference, despite North Carolina not. But it goes to show you, people thought North Carolina was going to be the best team in the country. They were preseason number one. Don't even yeah. do those polls. That's a bunch of crap. They just throw it out there, and well, now they're not even going to make the tournament. Well, i got to tell you, they had Pitt rated 14th, so the fact that they did have some success makes Lenardi and company, those guys look bad. But I really think there's some money going on or some, some persuasion by the big TV networks to push the ACC down. All we've been hearing all season is, how bad the ACC, uh, uh, the ACC conference is. What are we going to have in Miami, West uh, Virginia, and Duke? Who else? Well, hopefully, everybody Pitt. else is on the bubble. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I got you, Jim. Thank you. I appreciate your opinion. I, you know, it's just the way it is right now. So we'll see. Um, I just want to see Pitt in action. If it is a play-in game, I would love to see Pitt and Penn State play. Although I think Penn State has played their way in ahead of a play-in game. They don't need that, but. It would be fun, wouldn't it? That would make that game very, very appealing to those of us here in Western Pennsylvania. We will take a break here. 412-928-9370. Get hit me up on Twitter. It's at KD Pomp. And I want to thank our sponsors once again, PNC Bank, number one, Cochrane. We also have Ireland Contracting, Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman, and Iron Rock Tap House in Greensburg. A lot more to get into. Give me your take on the Steelers as they enter the tampering period. It's legal. You can tamper, tamper, tamper on Monday before they announce deals. What should they sign? Who should they sign? They have money to spend. Where should they spend it? It's all coming up next right here on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Rolling along here until we get to 1 o'clock. Paul Alexander will be in a hot seat for the next three hours. 412-928-9370 is that number to call. PNC Bank, thank you for making the sponsorship of our program for many, many years. Really appreciate that. We also have number one Cochrane Shop, 24-7 with Expressway. Ireland Contracting, home of the nightly sports call. CW every night at 1035. Shenderovich, Shenderovich and Fishman, as well as Iron Rock Tap House in Greensburg. Come see what everyone's talking about. We're talking about the Penguins, their struggles, what they have to do. I think these are four points they have to get. The Rangers will be in action today as well. And the Penguins find themselves in the second wild card, two behind the Islanders after blowing that 3-1 lead with five minutes left the other night. But they do have three games in hand over the Islanders. Florida's right behind the Penguins with 72, although the Penguins have two games in hand with them. Ottawa is four behind the Penguins, and they have played the same amount of games. Today you have the Flyers and Penguins at 330 
Carter Hart against Tristan Jari, presumably, and then you have the Rangers-Buffalo. The Buffalo Sabres are struggling. The Rangers are struggling also. Detroit and Boston, Winnipeg plays at Florida today, and the Washington Capitals will play at the Islanders, so there's a lot on the line. Big weekend of hockey. Let's go to Patrick and Irwin, who joins us right now on the Fan Hotline. What's up, Pat? Hey, pumping ain't easy. You know uh, it, brother. Hey, <laughs> hey the, the biggest thing uh, issue that I have with the uh, high-stick call that Jeff Carter had the other night, and I, I know you watch soccer, Bob. You know when a team's trying to wear it on the clock at the end of the game, oftentimes they'll, they'll go to the corner and they'll, they'll huddle over the ball and they'll delay time and whatnot. My biggest problem with what Jeff Carter did the other night was it looked like he knew that he high-sticked the puck. And I even think that he knew, uh, I think it was more evident, the way he shot the puck at the empty net. It was like he intentionally just, you know, swatted at the puck. So my overall point is, why did he just, why didn't he just let the puck, you know, why did, you know, if he doesn't touch it and just, you know, he delays time in essence, don't you avoid a face-off face yes. in your end as yes, well? Yes, you do. And that because it was what it was with the high stick, the face-off comes all the way back in your zone. They lose the face-off, and then it's Noah Dotson puts it in front and Anders Lee scores. Yes. But, right. but there's so, a lot to be veteran, critical of Jeff right. Carter about. I don't know if I'm going to go so far as to say he deliberately – You know, he's trying to get the puck out. Sometimes it's instinctive. I don't know what's going through his mind at that point. I'm not willing to bury him for that. But it had a, it had a well, dynamic effect on what happened next. Yes, it did. Right. And I just think being a veteran, you think he would have more – I mean, it could be – I don't know what it is. You think he would have more sense to not touch the puck. I think once he, he touched it, Patrick, I think he knew – once he touched it, he knew what he had done, and that's why he shot it wide. You're not going to put it in somebody's goal when that's just uh, one of those codes of the road. <laughs> but, you know, again, I, I, I think there are a lot of, there are a lot of reasons they lost that game. That's, to me – I'm not going to put that up there over some of the other things I saw. Gotcha. Well, hey, I appreciate it, bud. All right, Patrick, thank you for the call. Appreciate that. Let's go to Westview. We got Dan the man. What's up, Dan? Hey, Bob. Great show. Appreciate you know, you're the best sportscaster on the radio. I just want to say that. There are a lot of good ones, though. Thank you for including me. But my, I heard something today from my dad. He said that Jeff Cable may be interested in going to Georgetown. Is that true? That's rumor. You hear all these rumors. I'm sure agents get involved in this. They throw that information out there. Jeff Capel has, listen, they've given him a lot of leash over there. He should be be thankful of that and just continue at Pitt. And do you think they should be a play-in game? I think they played a great season. I wouldn't say great. It didn't end the way it did. They don't have a lot of marquee wins, and so therefore they are where they are. I, I you know, I think they don't deserve to be. I think they should be in the field already. But the way this is heading, right, right. it looks to me – and it's because the ACC, for whatever reason, is being looked at as an inferior conference to all the other ones out there. <clears throat> and just one other point. I think Duke is the North Carolina of last year. I'd be fearful of them in that tournament this year. They look good. Very good. And they're getting healthy, and they're, they're playing the way that I think uh, John Shire wants them to play right now. And Pitt saw that. I mean, Pitt, Pitt's bench did a pretty good job, but their starters couldn't. And you know, they got guys, they're mismatches defensively. Like I said, if you get seven footers capable of shooting three pointers, they got to draw people out. If you go down low on them, they kick it out to other guys who can shoot. They got a lot going for them, and they have three potential NBA players on their team. And I think Pitt's just one center away from having a great team. 
Well, I think they also need this. Dior Johnson has to come in next year and play well. I hope they get Hughley back. I could see if Hughley was available this year, they could have won some of these games they lost, too. He's a big presence in the middle. And even though Federico Federico is a tall dude, he's still too skinny. He does well. Yeah. He's going to grow into that more. Uh, the Diaz-Graham, you know, those guys are big, but they're lanky. They need some yep. meat in there, yep. too, you know? I agree, boy. Hey, thank you for taking my call. It's my pleasure, Dan. Thank you for calling. 412-928-9370. Like I said, it's a big day coming up. We have this Penguin game today against Philadelphia. Then there's a game against the Rangers tomorrow. And then on Monday, we have the legal tampering. Ooh, baby. You get legal tampering going on in the NFL. You're allowed to do it. So all the trades that you or all the signings you're going to hear about officially on Wednesday, you'll hear about it no doubt on Monday and Tuesday from all those network insiders who get a lot of information handed to them. Uh, so don't be surprised at what the what the Steelers will do. I got to believe they're going to sign Cam Sutton. If they had done it last year, it would have saved them some money. Uh, but he had a really good year again. He's going to cash in on that. The, uh, you know, the salary cap is going up by $16 million. They save money on William Jackson. They're going to have more money to spend. They should spend some money. They need some help in certain areas. And then we get focused full-time on that draft moving forward and what may be available. Uh, kind of a weird trade last night, I guess. And if, in case you missed it, it was Carolina that moved up to number one as they trade with Chicago. Chicago gets this year's number one from them, next year's number one, this year's number two, a 225 number two, and DJ Moore. Is that enough? And what will they do with that? And Carolina's a team that could use a quarterback. Why weren't they interested in talking to Lamar Jackson? I would have been. I, and that doesn't mean I would give him what he wants. If he wants ridiculous guaranteed money, well, I'd say no. But I would at least bring him in to talk to him. And Because obviously they need quarterback. Right now all they have is Matt Corral. They used a bunch of people last year. P.J. Walker, uh, uh, Baker Mayfield. Who else they used down there? So Corral's on the roster, but they're going to take, I would imagine you trade number one so you can take a quarterback. Which one will it be? There's high risk, high reward, and Anthony Richardson. Levis has got an arm, but can he deliver in terms of reading defenses? I don't know. There's so much goes into it. Jim and Jefferson joins us right now on the Fan Hotline, Bob Pompiani Show. Hey, Jim. Hey, Bob. I talked to you earlier. I just forgot to mention something. You know, everybody's criticizing us for that Duke game. Did they realize that, that Federico only played nine minutes of that game? Yeah, he got hurt too. Yeah, he got hurt, and I don't. That's what worries me about an early playing game. Again, I think it's unfair. Also, uh, Greg Elliott's been hurt, I think, since the Syracuse game, so he's not playing 100. percent And he sat Hinson on a bench. I'm still not exactly sure why, because there was a lot of uh, chirping, et cetera, going on between Filipowski and Hinson, but he didn't play half the second half, which I thought was a big mistake. But in any event, we lost by 27, not 30, but it's 27. I know it's pulling straws, but I saw with it. How much did uh, Clemson lose by last night? 20 points? Yeah. How Let's, much did Creighton lose to the Jim, Xavier you've made by? your case, and I don't 20? disagree with it necessarily. I think Pitt should be in, but they're going to have to play their way in most likely. We'll find out tomorrow. Thank you for the call. I'm up against the break. The CBS and KDKA tournament selection show tomorrow. 6 o'clock live on KDK. Tune in for that. We'll all wrap it up with the number one Cochrane Sports Showdown. And we also get your opinions. 1035 on the nightly sports call brought to you by Ireland Contracting. That's tomorrow night and every night at 1035. For those of you watching golf like I do and the Players Championship, uh, it was interesting to watch Chad Ramey yesterday. Joe, I don't know if you watch golf or if you watch, but this that 17th green down in Sawgrass is a very interesting shot, especially with the wind that was howling. It's hard enough to hit a little green, an island green, and if you miss, you're going in the water. But with the wind blowing, 
Now, he had a lead at minus nine going into that hole. And he ended up taking a seven. He had two balls in the water. And both shots that he hit in the water, I, I thought were good shots. One hit on the green, low trajectory, trying to avoid the win. And it just carried in, trickled, and got into the tie rails and then fell into the water. Then he goes to the drop zone. He hits another good shot, but it did not stop. And it goes into the water. He takes a seven on that whole drop from minus nine to nine, minus five. And so Adam Svensson has the lead at minus nine. Scotty Scheffler's made a roll to nine to seven. The guy I picked to win is at minus four, Jason Day. And watch out for Jason Day. He's got his game together. He may make a run at the Players' Championship. So that's going to do it for us. Appreciate it. Joel Nelson, thank you very much for your work. Paul Alexander will be coming in. we got a full day of action. Uh, on all levels here, and we'll be very interested to see what Penn State does today against Indiana, and can Ohio State pull an upset? You might get a 10-13 and 13 matchup in the final. That would hurt Pitt, I think, if Ohio State somehow creeps into this or a team like UAB. We will see what we will see. So that's going to do it. And thanks to Joe Nelson and before him, Nick Allis. I'll see you guys uh, Monday at 10 on the Cook and Joe Show. Always look forward to that. And thank you for joining me here every Saturday. I do really appreciate your input and your uh, opinions. Do it again next Saturday and every Saturday, and we'll check you out tomorrow on KDKA-TV. Have a great weekend, everyone. Paul Alexander is next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.